What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, we are going podcast number two with Ellie Hennis. She is so funny. I was like, I need to have her on again, even though it's only been a couple months, but a lot has changed in her life, actually, and we'll find out in today's episode. It was so fun just catching up. I know. I mean, it's only been a couple months since the trials and everything, but she signed a pro contract with Adidas and moved her life out to Flagstaff. This episode was kind of crazy, I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of interesting topics, and it was really fun to record, so I hope you guys enjoy chatting with Ellie again. If you guys are a fan of the podcast... I don't ask anything from you other than to go rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me out so much and it's a free way to support. It literally only takes 15 seconds on your end, which is very convenient. And just if you're an avid listener of Convos Over Cold Brew, it really means the world to me because it helps establish credibility for the podcast. That means that when I reach out to people to come on the show, they'll check out Apple Podcasts, see that you rate it five stars and that you love it, and they'll be way more inclined to come on and chat. So if you haven't done that already, I'd really appreciate if you go and do that. If you have already done it, you're the best. Oh my goodness. Okay. This episode is brought to you by my brand, Craze Foods. Pumpkin spice season is upon us and I'm never one to miss out on a good trend. So Craze Foods, my brand, yes, self-promotion here, has just released our own pumpkin spice high protein iced coffee. This is actually my favorite flavor yet and the product is the highest quality on the market. Replace your morning Starbucks run like I have with our high protein iced coffee for a smooth start to the day. It has 21 grams of protein and real coffee so you get about the same amount of caffeine and kick as a cup of coffee. That's a real breakfast on the go. Is there anything better than getting a good serving of protein and coffee in the morning? The answer is no, there's not, and Craze Foods is the best. Also, the product is 100% all natural. Most of the other options on the market are sweetened with sucralose and other artificial flavors, but not us. We're sweetened with monk fruit and stevia, and with your pumpkin kick coming from the cloves, allspice, cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg, which are all like the delicious pumpkin spices. Not to mention it's real 100% grass-fed whey isolate, which is the best quality protein you can get, by the way, and real coffee. If you love it, you can also try our second flavor, chocolate mocha, to go along with it. That's already a fan favorite, and I love it so much. So it's available on Amazon with an easy search for crazed foods, or you can just go to amazon.com slash crazed foods. The link is also in the description. I know a lot of you have already tried either the bars or this pumpkin spice protein and iced coffee blend, and everyone has been raving about it. So that makes me really happy. Be sure to go check it out. Crazed foods, simple ingredients, and delicious products. Now let's get straight into today's episode. Ellie is sipping on her coffee right now, ready to start round two of combos over cold brew. I know you're excited. Um, well, if people didn't listen to round one, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and what's up? What's popping? Um, well, thanks for having me back again. Good to be <laughs> good to be here for round two. It's honestly, it's very soon after our first recording. Usually I wait like a year, but I was like, I want Ellie on again. I think it'd be fun. I'm really not mad about it. Like it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, my name is Ellie Hennis. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm always so bad when, you know, when like people have you stand up, they're like, oh, say your name, say like a fun fact about you. I'm like, um, I, my name's Ellie Hennis. Um, nothing is yeah, fun about I'm, me. I don't know how I, to, I don't uh... fun things. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, when I came on last, I had, 
um, just run NCAA's Olympic trials where I won the 5k at NCAA's and then play six at the trials. And then I had just signed, I think I had just signed my pro contract with Adidas or no, I think it was right before. Yeah. You didn't, so. you hadn't signed anything yet. You announced that you were going pro, which I feel like everyone already knew, but yeah, you had yet to sign anything or say what you were doing with your life. And now yeah. you've made big moves. Do you want to explain? <laughs> I mean, like across the country moves, like for the first time in my life ever being away from home kind of moves. Yeah. <laughs> but also like deal. really exciting kind of, you know, branching out, finding that independence kind of move. So uh, yeah, I moved out to Flagstaff mid-August and started training under Mike Smith with Adidas. So pretty fun things. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. So Adidas, why, why the three stripes? Why the three? I mean, why not the three stripes? I um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so. I think going into the process of like deciding everything, I had gone in like strictly with a mindset of like, okay, I really want like a group. I really want a team. That's like, I think I even told a lot of coaches and like my agent this, like from the from the start. I was like, I want a team. Like, if I don't have a team, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so very very interesting process then of how I like came back around and was like oh wait you know this individual contract thing seems seems pretty sick yeah 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 and I do there were some teams that I was that I was looking at that um I really like the coaches I really like the people but I think at the end of the day like I sat down with um with coach Smith at um like I think it was it was mid trials kind of somewhere in that like time range and we were just talking about I think I was just I was literally going to him for advice about like things that were going on because like he'd been coaching my boyfriend like Rachel Schneider and I had been friends for a bit like I was like okay he could give me some good advice he gave me some good insight and I think just talking to him like one I walked away from the conversation with like so much confidence in myself going forwards for the trials and like for my future and like he also kind of just told me about how how Rachel trains where like you just like in Flagstaff there's every single pro athlete comes out here at some point I mean if not then like what are you doing even so, like, I came out there last year and I am nowhere near a pro athlete but I was there for months to train so Flagstaff's the spot like it's the altitude everything like and just like the community like there's always people to run with out here and I think that's what he was stressing was like you're not necessarily you never feel like stuck in a routine because you can you can make your own schedule you can make your own routine while still like really being focused in and really get getting to do what you need to do um and I think just like hearing that from him was so like comforting because I had been I'd, I think I'd been going in in more of like a fearful way of being like I need a team I need these people around me or else I'm not gonna be able to like function and do this on my own which like in reality isn't the case but um knowing that like there was just like a solid group of girls that like hung out and ran when they wanted to run together and do things when they want to do those things like that was that was really nice to hear and then I mean Adidas specifically was like, I mean, I've been running, racing everything in their shoes and, and clothes since I was like born because of my mom, uh, she ran for Adidas with an independent contract. So I feel like I've always known and been very comfortable with um, the shoes and the brand. I also know a lot of people that not, I can't say a lot, but like some people who ran for NC State or went to NC State who now work for Adidas. There's a lot of like comfort and familiarity there. And they're very focused on like family and like connections so long long story short that's why adidas and that makes a lot of sense that definitely makes a lot of sense i had no idea that your mom ran for adidas with an independent contract was she a big like push in that direction i guess she helped i mean it was nice to know like just i got some insight from her and what it was like when she ran for adidas and how 
like they just worked as a company and like how they treated her as an athlete. So that was some valuable insight, but I have noticed that I just keep, whether I want to or not, just keep ending up doing the exact same things as my mom. So like, I mean, catch me coaching at NC state in a few years. Like, <laughs> I'm going to look back on this podcast and be like, I mean, she called it. I called it. Yeah. This is the predictor podcast. Um, hey, mom, are you retiring anytime soon? <laughs> I'm ready to step up to the plate. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. That is so funny. So, I mean, it's so true though. At Flagstaff, there's always people there running and it's not even people that just live there. It's always people that just come to train at different yeah. parts of the year. There's just always random groups running with people. I act like I know everything, but at least when I was there, it's just it's wild how many people are there. And I don't, I don't know what makes it different than like other altitude places to train, but it seems like Flagstaff is the spot right now for pro runners to go train. Like you just I don't know. Everyone's there and there's always someone to run with and there's always something to do, I guess, in the running world. Uh, there. The community, like, I think the reason that people come out here so much too, is because there's so many opportunities for running, like where I live right now and where Luis used to live before we moved here. Like you just walk out the door and you're on a, like, like a soft surface urban running trail. Like there's, you can go anywhere. You can run anywhere. And it's also like such a small town that I feel like there, there is stuff to do and you can keep yourself entertained. But I think like, it's a good place to just come and like, just be in the zone for running because like, you know, you're surrounded by people that are also in the zone. You can run with different people every day and you can run anywhere at any time. Like it, it has everything. Yeah. What are the flags have like <laughs> hot spots? Like what are, um, what are your favorite places in the city? Like for non-running related? At anything running related like what's your favorite trail and then non-running related what do you do <laughs> well yeah what I do is go to a lot of coffee shops and okay what there. like what are your favorite coffee wow. shops there um so I used to really really like tourist home I feel like that's where I would used to be my go-to until I moved out here because I think when I you know tourist home anyway yeah when I, was no, tourist, I was like you're a tourist <laughs> when I was a tourist that was my spot um had great food great coffee but then I started exploring places closer to where I'm living now, which is probably like 15, 20 minutes away from there. So I couldn't go there every morning. And um, there's um, this place called Kickstand Cafe that I probably, I started paying rent there. So for my birthday, I asked for an espresso machine because I couldn't be spending like $6 a day on coffee, but it was worth it. It was really good. I still, I haven't stopped going there completely. I've just used my espresso machine more. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'd say that's, that's definitely a fun spot. There's a bookstore downtown that I spend way too much time at, um, and a crystal shop that's next to it. That's kind of fun. Um, and sometimes <laughs> they have like tarot reading. So, you know, just, just have fun downtown. <laughs> yeah. Just quirky little just things like, like that. I, I love downtown Flagstaff. It's actually really cute. And it's like, there's a decent amount of things in downtown Flagstaff. Yeah. From what no, I know. I don't know if you ever went to Karma. Did you go to the sushi place? No, never went. Oh, come back. I'll take you to Karma. People have been <laughs> asking me to come back. They're like, are you going to come at all this fall? I'm like, I mean, I have absolutely no reason to, but honestly, it was pretty fun when I was there last year. Like, like you said, just being in that environment of having everyone around. I just remember. <laughs> so I was staying with um, Eric Avila and his teammate, Christian Harris. Christian Harrison and my other friend Tate and there was there's so many guys there like maybe it was because I was staying with all guys but there was one night where there was literally like 20 runner guys in my in the house that we were staying at and me and I was like where are the ladies like I know all the New Balance girls are in Flagstaff why are why is there only 
the entire dark sky distance team and me here. I don't know. It's terrifying. Runner boys terrify me. Yeah. They terrify me as well. And I was like, what is this element? But then it's also kind of fun because it's just like this little community of everyone just like talking about random things and random people. But yeah, I was like, I think it's nice when runners get together and talk about things other than running. (laughs) Yeah. They were definitely talking about other things other than running, but it's just funny because all runner guys are the same, I feel like. So just being in a big house with them, it was kind of crazy. But then Eric was like, oh, do you want to come back this year? Like, and I was like, well, I'm not really training for anything hardcore right now. So I have no reason to, but it was like kind of fun. And I kind of have FOMO. So maybe. It'll be a good time. And no matter what, you're getting fitter. Like you don't even have to be training out here. Like just like. Stay yeah, all I have to do is sleep at altitude there. and I'll get a bloody nose and just know that I'm, my oxygen levels are getting better or whatever it is I don't know exactly. the getting better you're, you're training hard like yeah, plus training hard. hang out and I can show you all these places that I'm talking about that I like going honestly I might I know Nikki's going down there too so I'm like mm, maybe that's that's been the good thing about like I guess living here now it's funny because I've had um a few people like I guess Nikki reached out and Josette like it's just a few people that are coming out this winter but it's funny they'll like message me and they'll be like um hey, like I'm coming out during this time. Are you going to be there? I'm like, yeah, like I don't, I'm not yeah, going like, I guess, I live here now. Yeah, because you you don't have to leave to go to altitude training. You're just always at altitude. I might do some sea level training though. There's, you know, there's Adidas people out in San Diego. So I can see if I can. I just want a place. Really. It's a cool that's, place that's to all. be. <laughs> <laughs> I want to head out somewhere. Yeah. How do you like living at altitude? Uh, so far, so good. I think it was it's good because I had experience with it before, like moving out here, you know, because I would come out to visit Luis and, I'd, you know, come out with my team sometimes to altitude. So I think without those experiences, it would have been a big shock to the system and probably would have been more of a mental battle. But also, like, I think by this point, I've kind of learned that you can't, at least for for me and I think for most people, like you can't just expect to run the same paces um, for your easy runs at sea level at altitude because that's I so I don't really wear a watch I have to preface it with that so I don't always know what pace I'm going <laughs> wait you like workouts okay workouts I'll wear a Timex because okay. like okay. Admit, the distance is usually measured so I don't yeah. have like a Timex watch on but I've never owned a Garmin I've never owned like a GPS watch nothing okay <laughs> is that for like mental just to help you mentally or you're just like I don't just- need one no pace, just vibes, you know, like I'm yeah. just trying to feel it out. Okay. Honestly, that's impressive. <laughs> it's like, I think the thing is, I don't think that it would like mentally mess me up too much. I do think that there would be some runs, you know, like where I'd, I'd look down at my watch and see like, oh, I'm running like 815 or 830 pace up here. And I, you know, get a little, a little self-conscious there, but I don't know. I think I've definitely come to terms with the fact that like, I'm going to be running slower out here and I'm going to be getting fitter by doing it. So I'm not like that pressed, but, yeah. um, yeah, that was, that was one of the big things for me to come to terms with. Cause I would always try to just like go faster and on my easy days. And then it would just hurt me for the next like three weeks. So coach Smith has done a really, really good job of making sure that I'm not overworking myself in that way. But, um, I think it's been, like overall just a much better experience than the certain stints that I had just because I actually have a, I mean this isn't something on my mom but I have a coach that like knows how to walk me through it instead of I love my mom but she's never coached anyone at altitude and she would be like oh okay we're gonna go to your highest mileage you've done 
you know, your whole entire career and the faster, faster paces you've done your career out when you do altitude stints. And I'm like, I think it's supposed to be the opposite, but I don't know. I don't know. That's so funny. But I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like, and now you're, you're leveling up, you're in a new era of your life. So you have to switch coaches and everything. So it's good to like have a new perspective on someone that actually lives at altitude and like trains people at altitude. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I got a lot of questions on Mike Smith. I don't know, like, I guess he's a hot topic or something, but oh, gosh. someone has to like, give a Mike Smith impression. Oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> I was like, that's like a bold thing to do. Oh um, no, I can't get my voice that deep. That's the thing. Yeah. I the feel only, like, like I a lot of, like, I can't even get my voice that low, but like, you know, uh, uh, when we, uh, <laughs> that's the best I got I've only I actually um I went on a visit to Georgetown when he was a coach there so that's like kind of my only interaction (laughs) Um, okay okay no I went I went on this I have to tell a story because I went on an unofficial um to Georgetown when I was like 15 or 16 or something like that and I hardly remember it right because I for some reason I don't remember my like I don't remember before I was like 18, no memory. Yeah. So I was like little emo Ellie, like rebellious Ellie. Like I was dressed in all black, like, like only hot topic clothing. Like my hair was probably dyed blue, Stop. like piercings, all this stuff. And so coach Smith walked me around campus and saw me like that. And I totally forgot about that until the two days ago, we went to get coffee, like just to like have like a coach athlete meeting. And I was wearing an, an all black outfit outfit again just because it's like it's comfy you know whatever and I walk in and he's like you know this is giving me flashbacks to when we walked around Georgetown and I was like oh no like you remember that <laughs> yeah. he goes yeah I just I saw the most little like emo rebellious like kid I was like please don't remember that side of me please don't remember that phase it was just a phase I promise it, was just, it really was just a phase <laughs> that is so funny wow yeah, that's like the only interaction I've really had with him is at Georgetown. I don't, again, I'm, I'm just like you. I was 17 or six, 17. I was 17. I don't remember that at all, to be honest. Yeah. And then now I've only seen like videos of him talking to the NAU team. But yeah, he does have a very deep voice. But he sounds like he has an accent too, but like he's from like Boston or something. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. But I don't know how to explain it. I wish I could do a better impression. I wish I could do it justice. I'm sorry to whoever asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot of people ask, if, is he intimidating or funny? Like, what's his vibe? He's funny. He's really understanding. And I feel like that's like, he, okay, he can be intimidating because I feel like he's accomplished a lot. He knows a lot. And I, he can be quieter because he's like, at least when he's in one-on-one conversations, I feel like he is observing a lot. He's trying to get in all that information. But no, I don't, I don't find him intimidating. I'd find him more funny and like just easygoing than intimidating. I feel like people just have this idea that if someone's really good, that means they're intimidating, no matter what mm-hmm. they do. It doesn't really no, matter I feel like what he's they do. really good at connecting with people and just like understanding what makes you happy, what makes you tick, like not, not intimidating. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I don't know if he wants to be intimidating, so I don't know if I'm like, yes, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Smith. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's his goal, and we're just absolutely <laughs> like ruining just that for him. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's super cool. Everyone, go up and talk to him. And <laughs> yeah, no, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. He's intimidating. Please don't. Please don't speak to him ever. <laughs> um, how? So you train alone now? How is that aspect? Do you do you like it? Do you miss having like a lot of teammates? What's that vibe? So actually, I think 
So the only runs I ever do alone are on Wednesday. And that's like, if I choose to, okay. um, because so, I mean, there's basically like a group message. And then, so I train with Rachel Schneider, like mainly, like that's, I guess I would just say that she is my training partner. We do all of our workouts. We've done all of our workouts together. We meet for drills and stuff like that. Like twice a week we do, we do pretty much everything together. And then there's also just girls that are, and some guys that are just out here in Flagstaff that like, we just put a time in the group message, like, Hey, we're going now. Like whenever, if people want to come, go ahead, if not fine. And there's, you'd be surprised like there's so many people that show up and so it's like you know there's I'm always running with different people having like groups to run with so I haven't I haven't done much training alone which is nice because I think that I do really thrive off of having people to talk to run with like just push each other and I think Rachel has been perfect for me in that sense so far and I hope that I've been helping her out too (laughs) but like (laughs) you know I, I don't know how much I can help her at this point I think (laughs) he's dragging me along more more like but you know I'm not mad about it (laughs) yeah it seems like a good middle ground like you said it you have more freedom than if you were tied down to a team and you can kind of I guess do what you want and choose your own schedule but then you also have people to train with so Mm -hmm. Flagstaff is like such a good place to be for that if you have I don't know how people have individual contracts and they just like train by themselves other places I don't I will never understand how people can do that but yeah I don't under that's the thing is I think if I if I had gone into this situation thinking like okay I'd be I'll be training alone like I I don't think that that would have been the like that would not be and anywhere near one of my top options because I <laughs> I thrive off of other people yeah how was it being so far away from home though like you said you you haven't left home really I mean it's been like I've been trying to balance the life of like, cause I have my friends that I hang out with here inside and outside of running. And then whenever I'm not with them or like, just like, like just hanging out, out around the house with Luis, I am on the phone with my NC state girls still, which um, has been, I think that's been a good balance for me too. Cause it doesn't feel like I've come, like, it feels like I've moved out here. It feels like I've left. It feels like I've, I'm settling in, but it doesn't feel like I'm fully disconnected from them, which I think yeah. is good. I'm also so hyped to like fly out to Tallahassee and, a few weeks and watch them. Um, yeah. I think it might be harder for my mom than for me. We still talk on the phone every day. <laughs> she calls me every day. Um, so I still get to talk to her. still get to check in with her. She'll like ask me like about workouts, about even like down to like the times of the reps. Like she's just like, I'm like, Hey mom, your mom now. Yeah. She has to, she has to double check that everything's going smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> she'll like, she'll talk to me about all the mom stuff. And then she's like, so how's training going? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay (laughs) yeah that's I mean it seems like you're good at keeping in touch which is good that's something I really struggle with honestly I'm horrible at keeping in touch with people like I feel like I leave a city which I've done so many times as everyone knows I feel like I leave a city and I talk to people maybe a couple times a year I'm so bad at it and then like or something big will happen I'll like be like oh see I saw that you had a child or something and then I'll check in with them I need to get better at that like that's inspirational that you check you literally talk to people like every day that's crazy. I talked to, I talked to my friend Dom every day. Like she and I were like roommates from freshman year, like best friends all the way through college. So like, I, I don't really see a time period in which she and I won't at least talk once a week. Like yeah. that's going to be a thing. And then I feel like with other girls, it's like check in every now and again and just make sure like, you know, I mean, they I've been close with them for years too. So I'm not, I'm not just gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not that great with communication. So like, I usually wait for people to call me. Yeah, same. But I'm, I'm trying to get better at, at reaching out first. Yeah. Especially 
plays on race week. Like th- this week will be ACC. So I'll be, I'll be calling all of them for the pretty much the day before the night before. Yeah, that is, that is true. I, I, I don't talk to my college teammates a ton, but definitely when I left and people were still racing that I like knew I was definitely texting them. Like, especially before, yeah, like Pac-12s or NCAAs, like obviously shooting them a good luck text or something. Mm-hmm. But then now I'm like so disconnected. I don't, I don't even know anyone on the team anymore. So That's it, like, I, cause I've been running with Rachel and Colleen. I think I, Molly might've said this too, but basically like pe- they were just saying how, you know, after four, three or four years, it's like, you don't really like, you know, like, you know, the team, cause uh, they were your team, but you don't know the people on the team. And like, yeah, I don't like, know anyone anymore. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to soak it in while I still know everybody. And it's yeah. so, at least the full top seven. Like I know there's some freshmen I don't really know too well, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep up brief little intermission here to chat about a new podcast sponsor, which I'm so excited for. It is gooder. They're new to the podcast brand, but one that I've been wearing for years, and I am absolutely obsessed with them. Especially because I moved back to San Diego here recently, I need to wear good sunglasses when I run. Gooder has $25 active sunglasses for anyone, and they're fun, they're affordable, they're lightweight, they're comfortable, and they don't bounce when you run, which is basically the number one thing that I need when I run is for them to not bounce. Why is it so hard to make a good pair of sunglasses that don't bounce? I don't know, but Gooder has absolutely mastered it. Some may say that they are the best sunglasses ever invented, and I would have to agree with that statement. I have been rocking the Futures Void glasses when I bike and run, and with names like $9 Pour Over and Freshly Baked Man Buns, I know you will find a pair that speaks to you. So obviously love the Futures Void ones, and I've also been rocking the Kitty Hawkers Ray Blockers. So (laughs) the fact that I can wear them when I bike and run just shows how versatile they are, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're all polarized, which is so nice because it's so sunny here in San Diego. I need to have sunglasses that actually block the sun and are polarized because I don't want to not be able to see when I'm biking or running. They also offer free US standard shipping on all orders over 50 bucks, 30 day free returns, and all purchases of Gooder sunglasses are backed by their one year warranty. They're fun, fashionable, and functional sunglasses that everyone can afford. So if you wanna support me and the show, get a few pairs for you and your friends, perfect holiday gift perfect stocking stuffer. I would absolutely love this if someone got these for me. So get 15% off with the code coldbrew at gooder.com. That is 15% off plus free shipping with the code coldbrew at g-o-o-d-r.com. Look good, run gooder. Now let's get back into the episode. (laughs) Yeah, okay. One of the questions, I kind of want to get into some hot topics because I feel like that would add a little spice to the episode. One of them is, would you still like watch running if you didn't know anyone in it? (laughs) Like how long are you going to watch NCAAs for? I mean, it's a little different because I think your mom is in it and like, obviously is a top contender to like always win NCAAs. But if you didn't know people, would you watch? That's a good question. (laughs) It depends on the event. Okay. That's what I'd have to say that because 10 K is no. That cuts off. (laughs) It cuts off. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm going to sit there and watch a 10 K for like however long if I know no one in the race. I'm going to be completely honest. Cross country, I think it's fun, but it might fizzle out for me. Anything 5K and under, though, I would watch no matter who's in it. I think it's fun. I think it's especially 1500s, especially like sprint events, stuff like that. Like, and in a lot of sprint events, I don't know people personally. So I am just watching because I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. I think I'm the same way. Like the longer stuff, I'm like, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's so why mean. like I've I've run a 10K before and I've told people who are watching me on like the stream and stuff. I'm like, it's okay if you like don't. <laughs> it's okay if you online shop for the first half. It's good. Like it's okay. That's why sometimes that makes sense. There's ads there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel um, bad. Sometimes it makes sense those ads. The, the commercials that come in between me, everyone's pissed. Like I'm when sorry, I'm actually like a 10k and like move up to like longer distance runner, like I'm gonna hate that I said this. I know <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Oh, Ellie's Ellie's doing well in a race. Let's just put an ad there." They're gonna do that out of spite. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, okay, another kind of on the same like wavelength. Would you would you still run if you weren't good? <laughs> I've thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I don't think that I would ever like oh what just happened. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> I just lost the zoom. Okay, I'm back. Um I I don't know if I would ever consider like <laughs> anyone that's running as not good. Like even if I would like I I guess like by saying that it'd be like okay I'm running like slower times so like I'm not getting like I'm not competing at like the D1 level or something like that like to me if you're running and you're doing it at any level of competition you're good because like mentally getting through running is just like if you can tackle that if you can keep doing that and and convince yourself to keep doing that then you're good in some capacity so like I feel like I would probably still do it just for the pure fact of like loving competition and loving like testing my limits um no that's a good I mean that's a good way to put it because like everyone has their own personal limit you know and I feel like whatever's good for you in retrospect is like what will bring you fulfillment if that makes sense where that's where I feel like I I get the most out of running and I know I like I want this to be a hot topic too and me to be like no absolutely not like I'd I'd hang it up but I just (laughs) like I just don't think that that's the case for me yeah no I mean (laughs) That's an. I mean, you could go one way or the other, and that's your answer. That's a good answer. Um. Okay. Another hot topic: Should male runners wear half tights or split shorts? <laughs> Someone asked this. I don't know why that was their question, but I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think they should wear whatever they feel comfortable in. But I mean, you have a you have a male distance runner boyfriend what do you think I mean would I rather see him running around the track at half tights or split shorts probably half tights but that's you know that's a topic for another time <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> yeah I think I, again I think it's just personal preference of the person personal preference I honestly don't really have an opinion on that like I don't know I feel like split shorts are probably more comfortable though you think I just I don't, really I don't pay know. attention I'm like, I'm trying to, I can't imagine if I was a guy, I don't know what that would feel like. And I just, I would assume (laughs) split shorts would just be, you know, you get the, the airflow, you know, it's just more comfy. Some guys swear by half tights. I I mean, okay. I can understand that though, because from my perspective, like I'm a hundred percent going to wear spandex over split shorts. Like there's some days where I wear split shorts and I like it, but I'm spandex all the way through. So like, I can understand that if people swear by half tights, like. I guess it would be the same kind of idea. Yeah, same kind aerodynamic. Of aerodynamic. <laughs> That's so funny. I the only time I've ever noticed like anyone kind of like wearing shorts was when <laughs> one of my teammates in college wore these like bright yellow half tights, and I was like, okay, why did they give these out to the team? Is what I want to know. 
I would I like know. to, I have a question actually for high school boys, because this is something I've been wondering since okay, I Okay, I don't know school. how many high school boys listen to this podcast, but we'll find but out. But if, if they do, if they do, please respond. Um, why does every single high school boy own galaxy split shorts? I was going to say American flag split shorts. And American flag. And actually when I was in North Carolina, North Carolina flags. Why? What is that? That's what I want to know. I don't know. It was the same here. And I'm all the way in San Diego. Like everyone on my high school team. Does everyone just like decide on the same day? Like we're all going to wear these galaxy shorts. Like this is the move. I don't know. I want to know these things. These are unsolved (laughs) mysteries for me. (laughs) Unsolved mysteries. Yeah. It's like, is there an equivalent to like what we did in high school? If there is, I'd like someone to point it out because I have no idea. Like mine was definitely those Nike pro spandex shorts. Like I had every color and everything, but it's just not, I don't think it's as bold as the American flag or the flag shorts. Yeah. That's what I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Um, well, that's a question for the high school boy listeners. <laughs> the two of you guys that are listening. Um, okay. Is running a sport? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad we had that talk. I don't know why people <laughs> say it's not because there's Wait, no, yeah, like, I, I don't just don't think they know it. I don't think they know what it takes. I feel like it's like the most sport of all the sports. If we're going to, I go think there. it's one of the hardest sports out there, but I think definitely, I just don't think these people that say that it's not a sport know that there's like strategy involved because I feel like that's always their argument. It's like, there's no skill that you need or there's no strategy involved. I'm like, well, you've never run a race. Have you? Because there's both. Literally. Because there's skills. still strategy. <laughs> we Do you could need watch coordination, though? We could watch our highlight reels. We got highlight reels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Imagine someone. Imagine I'm just, like, imagining showing a highlight reel of my running to, like, someone that doesn't watch running. They'd be like, this is the lamest thing ever. And I'm like, sorry. Look, I'm trying to think of any, like, outstanding kicks I've ever had or anything. Even my best one <laughs> to, like, an, a bystander that does not run would not think it's cool. Just like a highlight reel of flow tracks kick of the week. Yeah. <laughs> like, just back to back to back. They're like, it's all the same. And you're like, yeah, but it's so cool. But it's like sick. Like, look how, like, look what they did. Yeah. Look how, look how fast their legs are moving now. Look how fast they're passing someone. Fair enough. I mean, we're not, but I don't know whether, whether this is controversial or not. It's like, I, I'd rather watch track than football because same track, at least something is going on. Like, with when the event is going on something's going on the whole time football to me is like there's 20 minute breaks between every play and I'm like what is why I don't understand sports I don't understand sports watching sports in general I didn't grow up watching sports so maybe that's why but I just don't understand why do you want to watch a game for four hours and like half like three quarters of the time nothing's going on and it's just people you just see people on the field like this like talking and I'm like, why? That's not fun to watch. Give me flow tracks oh. kick of the week. Give me the kick of the week or nothing. Okay, kick of the week or nothing. <laughs> um, okay. So when you put on your shoes, do you put on your right one or your left one first? I, I think I put my left one on first. I think so too. I think I put my left one on first. But I think it's I, kind of whatever shoe I have in my hand first. That's true, but I, I now that I think about it, for some reason, I think I always pick on my left one. 
I'm thinking, I'm thinking too, because I, I had shoes that were on my floor today and they were both at arm's distance and I chose to put on my left one first. I, w- I want to know if that's like a common thing. Yeah. What does that mean? Someone read What does that mean? It. It's probably psychologically means something. Yeah. I should know this. My psych degree, they, should, they probably told me something about this. I just wasn't paying attention. Oh my gosh. Go back and read your books. Okay. <laughs> kind of on the same, the same sort of topic. When you're putting on your socks and shoes... Do you put on both socks before you put on your shoes or do you put one sock and then one shoe on and then one Absolutely sock? Absolutely both socks and both shoes. If you're putting on one sock, one shoe, another sock, <laughs> other shoe. I know we were just talking about psych stuff, but there's something psychologically wrong with you. <laughs> you know that one. You read that one in your books. Like that's, I read that one. That was that's in a my confirmed. disorders. It was, um, oh yeah, those people that put their socks on. <laughs> there is something weird about that like it's imagine someone then someone like calls you or something you have to like go <laughs> answer your phone and you like have one sock and one shoe on absolutely not no I could do one sock and shoe in the other sock yeah because at least you're like in the process but that one it's like it's so unbalanced just too unbalanced yeah that's a hot topic um <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of comments I feel like people a lot of people are gonna be commenting on this Instagram about this episode giving their opinions on this I hope I want the opinions yeah me too that's why I had you on and I feel like you have some <laughs> some good opinions or it seems like we share a lot of the same ones but still um but- I'm like looking for one where we're just like battling it out you know but I'm also <laughs> not a very opinionated person so I don't know if anyone would ever find that with me um Okay, East Coast versus West Coast, which is better? I mean, Flagstaff isn't really the West Coast, but I guess... Yeah, that's that's hard because I haven't really... I haven't been on the West Coast enough to, to judge like that. When I was growing up my whole life, all I wanted to do was move to the West Coast. Um, I do feel like I am, like, betraying the east coast by saying that but i mean it's the dream you know i think i think it depends oh my where. gosh east coasters are like hating you right now it's the dream know, to be on the west coast oh well you know what hate me if you must i like raleigh but it's still the south i don't know how i feel about the south i can't like do the south i can't do the south i tried atlanta i tried nashville for one semester and i was like nope too humid for me it, it is and I always, I, the thing is I never trained in or like lived in Raleigh in the summer. I was always like, just, you know, traveling, doing all that stuff. So it's like the first summer that I was ever like living there, training there in the summer. And I know they have that whole saying of like, what is it? Like humidity is a poor man's altitude, whatever that saying. Um, I never understood that till, till then. Like, it just makes you feel like you are completely unfit. Oh, it's so bad. I remember when I moved to Atlanta right after college. So I was like still decently fit. I've never been so unconfident in my running ability in my life. Literally. Like I would go out for six mile runs and be like, I am the worst runner in the entire world. Like I, oh my gosh, I used to have this funny saying where we would be like doing, I don't know, a tempo run or something. And it would be like a little bit slow in college. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst runner in the NCAA. Like that was what I always joked about. It was a joke though. It was a joke. Obviously I knew I was not the worst runner in the NCAA, but when I went to Atlanta, I like fully believed that I was like, I'm the worst runner ever. And I'm so out of shape. And that was because it was so humid, but I've never trained in humidity. So I literally had no idea at all. I don't know if it gets better. 
that's that's one of the hot topics that my team and I would always discuss in the summer after coming out to Flagstaff or Boulder. We'd be like, okay, now which one's worse, this one or humidity? And I'd say like 75% of the girls said humidity. It's so bad. Like altitude, it's like, yeah, like you're low on your breath or whatever, like can't breathe very much. But there's something about altitude where like fatigue or no, not altitude, uh, humidity where it like fatigues you so much. And it just feels, I felt like I was swimming every day and I couldn't really get a full breath of air without feeling like I was drowning in water and from the air. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And it just doesn't, for, you know, it just doesn't feel great when you finish a run and you're just completely drenched and just like dying and you're like, that too. You like need to have towels with you. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. And I'm already a heavy sweater. So I think I was just probably chronically dehydrated because I was sweating buckets and then probably not drinking enough water, but. Sorry to anyone who lives in the South again, which is absolutely <laughs> destroying. Yeah. It makes you a better runner though. Cause then when you go places that don't have humidity or altitude, you feel amazing. So true. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're just getting to Flagstaff. So you have a yeah, long I know. Way. I've chosen, I've chosen like, you know, one of the most, like some of the most humid and now altitude. So one day it'll pay yeah. off. Okay. Well, one of the hot talks is is like people training at altitude full time. Some people think it's bad. Mm. Some people think it's good. Obviously you think it's good. Why do you think that is? I do think it's good. I've heard, I have heard that argument before about like, I think it was 1500 meter runners. Like, I think it's like, once you get into like more of the, I guess like speed stuff, then I guess, then I've heard people arguing that like, for the speed side, altitude isn't always the best because you're not as, it's not as easy to sharpen up that stuff up here, I guess, from what I've heard. I don't know, that I'm not a scientist, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, I mean, if you look at it objectively for distance running, like, I don't see how it could be a bad thing because like, yeah, I mean, it might at the beginning, your recovery might take a little bit longer to like set in or kick in and stuff. But when it comes to like strength and endurance and all that stuff, that's, what altitude works on like that's I mean I can't explain it any other way than that of being like <laughs> you know what it what it is doing is making you stronger like on the endurance side and I mean anyone knows that when you go, like why do people come up here for training trips why do people come here to live up here and if I mean even if you look back at like I think I was looking back at this the Olympic trials and stuff which was part of my reason to move out to altitude I was like okay what people on the Olympic trials, like at least on the women's distance side, either didn't live at or train at most of the year at altitude. And like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't find, I mean, maybe people can drop this one in the comments, but I couldn't find many people that don't either live there or haven't trained there for the majority of the year. Yeah. So just go. Yeah. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's a good argument. That's a good argument. You did your research. So debate me. Yeah. Debate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> debate me. At got, me in those comments I've got the facts <laughs> I know nothing other than what I was told <laughs> <laughs> um okay hot versus cold coffee what's what's your vibe I you're drinking a hot one it looks like I am but that's because I'm using my espresso machine so mm. I feel like because I'm using that I've only I'm only just starting to learn how to make lattes that I that that I actually like um which I don't know if I'm the best judge of coffee in the first place, because as long as you put like four pumps of like syrup of anything in my coffee, then I'm like, I'm set. I'm good. Um, but I'd say I mostly get iced coffee. And I also think that I mainly feel caffeinated from, um, hot coffee and then iced coffee. I drink more to just like enjoy the coffee. Yeah. That makes sense. How do you not feel 
caffeinated from cold coffee. I feel like, well, I just had a large fills, which is literally like 24 ounces of straight up pour over cold brew and my hands are shaking, but fair enough. I also don't I, I drink enough hot coffee to like weigh it, weigh it out, you know, be like, which one makes me more caffeinated. Mm-hmm. I I'm definitely guilty of drinking too much iced coffee in the winter time though, or like when it's cold out, like that's what my friends have made fun of me a lot for because it'll be like, you know, 30 degrees outside. And I'm like, oh yeah, let me get a iced caramel macchiato. Yeah. So I would show up to class it. in like the middle of the Oregon winter when it's pouring rain and it's 30 degrees with, and my hand is like bright red outside of my puffer jacket. And I'm like soaking wet. My hand's bright red from being so cold. And I was holding my grande cold brew with light ice and light cream. And I'm like, yeah, all right, sue me. And everyone in my class <laughs> and some of my teammates be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I want to make myself sick. Okay. I, I want, I want to have a cold after this because I love my coffee so much. There's but, just priorities in life. Yeah. There's priorities in life. And that's cold coffee during the winter when it's raining is the one I'm willing to take the risk for of getting sick. So, <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, do you have any like really traumatizing race or workout stories where you just like, will never forget a moment? I'm trying to think. I feel like everyone has one. See, that's the thing. Nothing's coming to my mind like right now. Like, like the I hardest race you've ever done in your life or anything? Hardest race I've ever done in my life. Or hardest workout you've ever done? Or most dramatic workout? I think I talked about this last time. Indoor nationals, my like junior year. I got lapped. It was traumatizing to me. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't know it was wrong until like three months later. So in the moment, I just thought that I was like giving up on myself. Yeah, so you just suck and you're out of shape at nationals. Oh, didn't realize that I sucked this bad. And I also, I've only, I think I've only ever dropped out of one race. I think it's only been one. I hope it's only been one. That was on the BU track. And the reason that's still traumatizing to me is because everyone and their mother in the running world likes to talk about all the time how BU's track is the fastest track and how everyone races good on that track. And every single time I'm just sitting there like, go ahead, rub it in. (laughs) (laughs) I literally do not ask me about my experience there. Do not ask me about BU. That's so funny. The most traumatizing race I had was, I think, Roy Griak. Have you ever run that course? Mm -hmm. I haven't, but I've heard horror stories. Yeah, it was my freshman year of college. I was running for Vanderbilt at the time, and it's a 6K. It was, like, hot, but it wasn't anything that crazy. And I ran the worst race of my life. I was going so slow. It's so hilly, first of all. I don't think I really expected that. And it doesn't really look that hilly, I guess, from, like, when you kind of show up. But then when I was running the course the day before, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. Because I'm, I'm a 1,500 runner. I'm not, I'm not meant for the hills, you know. I'm not really a good hill runner. But, uh, yeah, then I, like... I was going so slow. It was the slowest race I've, I ran all throughout my college life. And I knew I was going slow. I was doing horrible. And then at the finish line, this is the only time this ever happened to me. I literally passed out across the finish line and I like fell across the line. And then I had to be taken away by the trainer. And I was like p- going in and out of consciousness. And I ran so slow. That was the thing is like, I didn't, I pushed myself, but it was like pathetic because it was the slowest race I've ever run in my life. Um, so I'm, I'm still, a little, I have mad respect for that though. If you're passing out, I mean, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but if you're passing out across the line, like, I don't know, I have mad respect the fact that you push yourself to that. Yeah. That but place. I don't even know. Like, I don't know why it was like that. It wasn't like I felt good about it either because there's been so many races where I feel like I've tried so hard and I wasn't even close to passing out on the finish mm-hmm. line. And I don't think that was good. It was, it was pathetic is what I would, is what I kind of thought. Cause I like pass out across the line. I was like, 
And I just like, look at the results. I was like, that was so bad. And I had to be dragged away by my trainer. <laughs> Embarrassing. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things. Like if it's, I mean, put it, put it, um, objectively, you know, that's true. That's you true. passed out, which means you did everything you could on that day. I mean, it might not have been what you wanted, but it was everything you had on that day. Yeah, that is true. I'm trying to think of some other ones. There's some like rough workouts I had in college where I was close to tears sometimes. Mm. Um, we, I went, <laughs> so I was with Nikki the other day and we were talking about this workout, this one workout that we did. I don't know why we were talking about it, but there was, it was like sets of eight hundreds and we were supposed to hit two thirty or like close to two thirty, And we, for the, like, if our life depended on it, we could not hit it. And we were hitting two thirty six every single time. And then our coach kicked us off the track and because we were just, because we could not hit two thirty, And we were like laughing about it because it wasn't necessarily like hard. I don't know why we couldn't do it. And that's like not a, that funny of a story, but in the moment it was just like so dumb. And it was the only time I've ever gotten like pulled from a workout. And my coach is like, get, like, get off the track. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. A funny story. 800s but... are the hardest thing though. I swear, like it's still to this day, it's the hardest stuff. The hardest workouts I've ever done are like either VO2 or just like a bunch of 800s. Yeah. 800s are rough. Especially like 230 is not an easy, it's not really comfortable pace to run. Yeah. At least it wasn't for me in at that moment, my freshman year of college. So my gosh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Freshman year of college, no. <laughs> I would have I would have pleasantly walked myself off the track. I would have No, like, I know. I was like one of my I... teammates, um, Ashley, who was in that workout with us. There's only a couple of us that were in the workout, but I think it was me, Nikki, and Ashley. We like walked away from the track and Nikki and I were just kind of like laughing because it was just so ridiculous that we couldn't even run any faster than 236. And we tried like three times and, but Ashley was so genuinely concerned about her fitness level. And we're like, Ashley, it's going to be fine or whatever. And then Ashley ended up running like a 416 in the 1500, like two weeks later. We're like, see, it was fine. But it was just funny because we were like laughing and we can Ashley run, was, we can't run 230 a few times, but we can run it twice in a row in a race, like yeah. faster than that. <laughs> yeah. Faster than 220 in a race. Twice. Yeah. So yeah. <sighs> Interesting. Um, how training is sometimes I feel it. Yeah. Okay. Here's another <laughs> interesting topic. I don't really want to end on this. This is like the last one I had, but this is the last one I wrote down. Oh no. Have you ever pooped your pants already? <laughs> oh, you know what? I knew this was going to come out someday. This is going to come with the traumatizing race because okay, yeah, that, that come on, that has to factor in. Cause you know what? Gotta, I just got to be honest. Okay. Just be honest around thousands of people. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? It was going to come out eventually. Um, I just never wanted to be known as this girl. So like, here it is, whatever. Um, <laughs> freshman year, ACC's cross country up the last hill. No. And we were winning and I was our number four. And I was like, well, you know, no. Fill <laughs> it full no, send. No one knew. No one knew. Okay. And I'm exposing myself right now because no one, no one knew your teammates didn't know. No one knew. I went straight to, I, li- I mean, it was, you know, r- like right as I was finishing, I went straight, ran straight to the port body. Never, no one ever knew. <laughs> I mean, I guess my, uh, our assistant guy that was helping out with the team, I made him go get me shorts. Oh. So he knew, but he was, he was a bro. He kept, yeah, he, 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 kept he kept it. That. He kept it. And see, I think I overshare so much that that would be the immediate thing I would tell everyone. <laughs> 
I would be like, oh my goodness, guys, you would never guess what just happened to me. I mean, my whole team knows because I talk about it too much with them. But you know. Oh, okay. So then people knew. They know. They knew after the fact. No one knew in the moment. Okay. That's, that was more of a thing for me where I was like, okay, like no one's going to see anything. Yeah. This is another kind of question along the same topic. How many people on like your team or what, like what percentage of people do you know that pee their pants while racing or after? probably like 95% and the other 5% are lying. Okay. See, I used to kind of pee my pants right after, but then it didn't really happen to me in college. Maybe I didn't push myself that hard, but I just, it it didn't happen to me. I don't think I ever did, but then there'd be people in front of me in the race on my team that I could just see it happening. I'm like, ah, get out of the way splash zone during the race. And that, okay. That never happened to me while running. I'll never get that. Yeah. I've never understood that feeling, but after it's like you cross the finish line and I'm like, <gasps> and then it just, you just, I'd say, okay. I was going more based off of like, if you ever have. Okay. So I would say like, toward like, like, I think I've, it's probably been year. I mean, you know, you just figure, you know, you figure out your schedule, you know, <laughs> you're, you're like, okay, I finished the race straight to the bathroom. <laughs> You, you figure it out once you're in college, but I feel like, I feel like in high school and like that kind of time, it was like, yeah, you, you either were, or you were lying about it. Yeah. That is so true. Um, okay. Well, that's like literally the last topic I had. I should have like, I should have, okay. uh, <laughs> scheduled it differently. I hope someone skipped like right towards the end and like just hears this part. Yeah. They're like, Oh, this is boring. And then they skip. I pooed myself. <laughs> And they're like, okay, I'm definitely unsubscribing from this podcast. So I'm not <laughs> listening anymore. That was the final straw. <laughs> that was it. That was pretty Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess on that note, that was a good, <laughs> good conversation. A lot of hot topics. Glad we had that talk. Yeah, <laughs> glad we had that talk. I'm, I honestly like cleared up a lot for me and I know way more than I probably should. But that was fun. Um, where can people follow you? <laughs> well... Well, if you want to hear more, if you want to, if you want to know more about my uh, fun adventures with, with um, my bowel movements, um, <laughs> sorry, I can't take myself seriously. All right, um, let's see, where can people follow me? I got an Instagram <laughs> underscore elephant underscore. I don't have a Twitter because it got hacked, and I'm happy, but I probably should because I've heard it's very funny. Um, I have TikTok. I don't really make TikToks. I just like to watch them. But that's probably, I think that's also underscore elephant underscore. Who knows? Who knows? At this point. Who knows? Not I'll me. link things in the descriptions. People can. Oh, I got a Snapchat, but that's, that's for me. Yeah. Same. I'm like, don't never add me on Snapchat. Please. <laughs> never, ever, ever look at my Facebook. <laughs> Stop. Now you're going to have people going to your Facebook. <laughs> I really hope not. That's even more embarrassing than the last, the last story I told you. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Thank you again for coming on. I feel like you'll be on again here soon, eventually, just because you never know what's going to happen from these episodes, you know? Um, to close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas.
Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Comments Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed this second one with Ellie. It's always so funny chatting with her. Honestly, I wish she was my co-host because we just have the best time chatting on the pod for an hour every time we do this. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcast. If you guys love the show, it means a lot to me. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Comments Over Cold Brew Pod to be up to date on the latest episodes and submit listener questions. Thank you guys so much again, and I will hear from you all in the next one. Peace out, fellas. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.